last summer. We did it. <laughs> for a takeout or something. <laughs> no, no, no. It was for get on over to primos.com. Oh, yeah. Get your surround view. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 Like, okay. Felt like a used car salesman. <laughs> <laughs> sounded like one. <laughs> Speak the language podcast. Uh, usually this is like summer episode one, but it is not quite that. Well, I mean, I guess we'll talk on some of that, but. Uh, as we alluded to in the last podcast, we are not completely through chasing turkeys. Yep. Uh, we're even flying at them. Flying at them. We figure if we take if we take flight like they take flight sometimes, it even betters our odds. You can get closer to them. Yeah. Sneak up on them. Uh, so by the time that this podcast comes out on Monday, June the 1st, we will be in the state of Maine. Yep. Been four years since I've been up there. I've never carried a gun, but I filmed up there four years ago. Yeah, I've only been up there on like a family vacation kind of thing. And I can <laughs> honestly, I can, we went to, there's at uh, Acadia National Park. It's gorgeous. Never been there. And obviously you can't turkey hunt that. But I remember seeing that country and I was like, God, it would be cool to turkey hunt this. Yeah, I mean, last time I was there was when I was working with Mossy Oak and it was, I hope we have half of the trip we had that year. <laughs> like, I think, I don't remember how many turkeys exactly we killed, but we, we whacked on them. <laughs> yeah. I just, man, me, like, it's to, whenever I get to go to a place where the country is that different, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a big draw for me. Yeah. You know, just to experience something that different, because that's going to be different. Man, that's, that's what draws me to traveling for turkeys, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy hunting here and, you know, killing one or two, maybe three a year. Yeah. But just going to these new places and seeing these new terrains you hunt in for yeah. turkeys and trying to figure out what the turkeys do in these areas, yeah. that's the biggest draw to me. Yeah. You know, trying to figure out something new. Yeah. And I just the whole culture of it, because, I mean, like, can you imagine? I don't know if it'll work out this way, but, like, in a perfect world, just imagine, okay, you have a turkey hunting day, you go out have a successful hunt you kill a turkey you dress it you come back and then you go into town and you eat lobster yeah just imagine that i can't imagine it i just i mean just try to wrap your head around unless it. unless i'm eating lobster out of a can lobster rolls maybe <laughs> clam chowder i don't know what is it what i don't know what we uh when i was there we i didn't have any fresh seafood but i did have some moose and that was my first experience with moose hmm because they, they do a lot of moose hunting up in northern Maine. Yeah, I've never had moose. Never, not once. Yeah, so the yeah. guy we were with actually guides moose hunts. and Yeah. That was pretty neat to finally get a taste of that. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, because I don't, I, I've seen a moose before, but, I mean, that's way out of my realm of knowledge. Yeah. Not much in my realm of knowledge, but <laughs> moose is definitely not. But they've got them up there in the yeah. northern part. Yeah, and so to, to kind of just, pick this one apart as of like when we alluded to this on the last podcast it was kind of like hopeful but it wasn't for sure whether or not we were going to go yeah this was kind of like a last minute kind of deal yeah i had to um, i had to do some negotiating with (laughs) jesse she poured her i mean i put her through put her through it during the spring you got a good wife yeah Mm -hmm. it's tough on her yeah um i sure love you a lot jesse she gonna listen to this i hope so jesse thank you for letting jordan come <laughs> on this trip 
I needed it worse than bad. You're the most understanding wife in the whole world (laughs) and the most beautiful and gorgeous and everything I'd ever want. Okay. (laughs) Let's just go ahead and get heartfelt on this. Wow. All right. Uh, So it would be myself, Jordan, and then a, a, a third party coming in from... Well, he's not from Nashville, but he's from Mobile. He lives in Nashville. Our buddy Gary Stanton from Muscadine Bloodline is going to come up there with us and hunt. I had never met Gary. You know him way better than I do. But I'm excited to get to hunt with somebody new. Yeah, always fun. And he even said, you know, because with what they do, they're usually touring around and playing them all this time of year. And with all the corona stuff, he was like, I've gotten to turkey hunt this spring more than I have in my life. Yeah, that's the story with everybody that turkey hunts Mm -hmm. or wants to turkey hunt. They've got a chance to do it this spring, so... Even though COVID's been a crazy, unwanted time, it's been a blessing for a lot of us For some hunters. people, yeah. It's been, it, there's silver linings you can find in there, and that's yeah. what we've been trying to focus on. Mm-hmm. Trying to focus on, but. Uh, I was like, even Hunter Renfro got to turkey hunt this year. He yeah. said he hadn't got to go in seven years. Yeah. All those, it may, like the baseball guys, because I talked to, we talked to Kevin Smith last, last summer and Hunter Renfro, both yeah. of them, just trying to wrap my head around how that baseball schedule works. I mean, yeah. he's, I mean. You don't turkey hunt if you're a baseball player. No. If you do, it's maybe like one day a season. Yeah. Hunter sent me a picture of a turkey he killed sometime this past spring in, in Mississippi, I, be, I believe. I could be misquoting that. May have, I don't know. But just the fact that he got to go and kill a turkey, I was like, man, good for you. Yeah. That, he get, that you got to go do that. Uh, a lot of times work gets in the way of this turkey hunting business. Yeah, it can. Definitely can. So we're flying up tomorrow. We'll be there through next Thursday. Yeah, I think that's when we're coming back. So we'll have three or four good days of hunting. And this will officially be the latest I've ever chased the spring. I've chased it into late May, but, I mean, shoot, we ain't starting until June. Well, no, 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 because we'll get there tomorrow, but we'll be hunting into June. Yeah, I mean... I don't think you can chase them much farther anywhere else. Maybe Michigan, I think, is open until the 7th. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's, it's done for. Well, if you go to New Zealand, you can hunt them in September, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but one of these days. Start your spring over. Yeah, one of these days. But, yeah, definitely, definitely looking forward to that. And then that'll be a full week. And then when we get back, we'll be back in here plugging away starting to make deer shows and starting to put elk shows together and it's fissing to be one of my behind turkey hunting my favorite time of year which would be starting to get the habitat and all that starting to get your mind right yeah we get we got a whole new little little ball game this year we got to figure some new stuff out we got completely new ball game got a lot of scouting figuring out what to where to hang trail cameras what to do and yeah y'all will find out more about that later on but yeah as of right now we got some new things in the work we got some definitely it, it, we so for the past six seasons right yeah six seasons we have been actually seven yeah i mean this will be running number seven this fall yeah from Cottonmouth. um we have been pretty much exclusively hunting on that river yeah and again, I I won't go into too much detail yet, just because you know you gotta leave little breadcrumbs. You gotta, well, you gotta leave little bread. They heard us talk about we had to run for the hills last year, and mm-hmm. kind of liked it. Yeah. So. What we had to do, what you gotta do, right? Um, and so we will just to, I guess we will not be exclusively in the flatland anymore. Yep. Um, in some ways, it's like 
it's a little bit daunting because when you hunt a place like Cottonmouth for that long, you kind of you get such a feel for it, you know. I mean, I'm not going like being cocky or anything about it. We had a place pretty good figured out, mm-hmm. you know. It was, I mean, trying to kill a deer was different, but you knew where they were going to be at certain right. times of year. You had kind of had a feel for what time of year the deer did what they did. Yeah, and I wouldn't take that as being cocky. That's just, I mean, that's what every just figured it out as a deer hunter or whatever that's kind of what you that's what you aspire to do right mm-hmm. if you if you have a property that you're able to hunt for that long you want to get to the point where you're like i have a really good feel for this place you know and that was so whereas like now we got to start that process all over yeah and that's the most exciting part to me which, is figuring them bad boys out which again can be a little daunting but it's exciting i don't know I love it. Mm. It's a little bit intimidating, but I think that's why I love it because you got a challenge ahead mm-hmm. of you. Yeah, it's going to be different when someone says, you know, hung a stand over on that ridge. It's an actual ridge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not just a few inches in elevation change like a ridge ridge. I'm going to have to start doing CrossFit or something <laughs> so I can pull deer out of this place. Yeah, this place has has bottoms. It has high ridges. I mean, it's in. I mean, it's hill country. No more jelly-filled donuts. No more jelly-filled. Well, Jimmy probably still eat them. But, uh, yeah, this will be way – I mean, just the way the deer are going to move is going to be different. I hope so. Uh, you're not going to be looking at delta deer anymore? Ah, uh, to an extent. To an extent. Yeah. We're not quite all the way in the heels, but... Close to We're talking too much about this. We're not leaving anything for the imagination. We haven't given anything up. Kind of. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know what else to talk about. We got potential to kill some big deer this fall, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which, again, is exciting. So, when you get back and we start officially, like, moving our minds towards getting ready for deer season, what's the first thing you're going to want to do? I'm finna put boots on the ground. Yeah. I'm gonna start walking, looking, looking for old sign. Yeah. Uh, you know how I am about mapping stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put eyes on things, and then my imagination's gonna go to working. <laughs> some of it might work. Some of it may work better than others. Some of it might work, not work at all. You know, as well. Yeah. That's, that's part of it. Yeah, the trial and error, which is all what it is. I, you, there's a whole lot to it when you come to figuring out a new property i mean like checking you know your road system how much what access because how can you access this like even you know say you go walking and you find all right this is probably going to be a good early season spot you gotta buy a new limb saw for you too why you're gonna be using it okay why we're gonna have to use it (laughs) (laughs) yeah more than likely i just it's a I'm at a point now, like, it's funny. Well, you know, obviously I'm still in turkey mode because we're leaving tomorrow, but it's funny because we say it every year. You Turkey season ends, and it's like immediately that shift happens. Oh, yeah. I mean, for the last four years, I've had a – or we've had a spreadsheet for, you know, cottonmouth as far as what we're planting that year for fall food plots, and it's all, like – We've got it mapped out and yeah. figured out what we have by the end of June. Jordan has, like, a little binder that he would carry. We could flip through and it would be aerials of each food plot mapped out. I wish I knew how many hours I've put into that. A whole lot. Yeah. You'd be looking over there like a mad scientist. You'd squint it up real close to your computer screen, clicking around on your little Onyx you had pulled up on your computer. Yeah. Mapping stuff. Get to try that again now. Do it all over. Mm hmm. Mm. 
creating a new memory. Yeah. I just can't wait to see, like, for one, I can't wait to see, like, because I imagine the, like, the deer movement has got to be different, you know? And I, I wonder if we'll see the same, you know, because, like, uh, when, my, when the water didn't get up, like, super high, when the water got up a little bit, and we'd always talk about how it would, you know, kind of concentrate the deer. And you'd, I mean, we've all seen the hunts from like new ground in the Arkansas yeah. field when there'd be like just deer pouring out into those food plots. Mm-hmm. That won't happen here. Well, uh, not to that extent. Yeah. And my experience, you know, I grew up hunting this kind of stuff. We're going to be hunting this fall. Yeah. And you know, a lot similar to it anyway. Uh, you base your deer activities with difference in food types yeah you know not so much being pushed up with water but they're moving to certain areas that are Mm -hmm. hot at certain times yeah and we got to find them areas yeah and figure out what time of year they're hitting certain type of oak trees and we're actually gonna have acorns to hunt yeah we i mean everybody thinks the river bottoms and stuff are full of acorn trees but they're not they were logged out in the Late 1800s, early 1900s. Yeah, Cottonmouth, you found an acorn tree, you better hunt it. Yeah, and they weren't, re- they didn't replant trees in, so they just took over with what was left. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your hardwood, not mass trees. Yeah. Which is cottonwoods and gum trees and whatever else, hackberries, yeah. <laughs> sycamores. Which is, you know, like in the Mississippi portion of Cottonmouth, they were like, we were hunting that water oak in the mississippi part i yeah. know exactly where they're talking about oh yeah because i know of one yeah <laughs> you know what i mean one water oak yeah. in a free, you know, freaking two thousand acre block yeah now we're gonna have thousands of them yeah you know and that's gonna change the deer movement because there's different varieties of oaks there you got red oaks and white oak species and they all fall at certainly you know they're mm-hmm. similar they all fall in the they're all dropping in the fall, but they're spaced Spread, out spaced different out times. What time they do it? You know, you know, you got your white oaks and stuff that'll be dropping in, you know, late October. Yeah. And then some of them red oaks may not start dropping until later on. Mm-hmm. And then we probably will find a couple water oaks or, you know, nut alls and that kind of stuff in the lower stuff in the bottoms and swamp chestnut. I was about to say, if we were lucky, we find a swamp chestnut yeah. or two. Yeah. Drop so a pin. Boop. We got a lot of different options. You know, we got to figure it out. They're going to be hitting them at different times, and we just got to be there to capitalize. Mm-hmm. I remember because Brad and I turkey hunted out there a few times. You turkey hunted out there with him too for mm-hmm. a couple of times, and we were moving on a turkey, and we found this old whooped-out deer trail, and Brad was like, oh, I know where I'm going to hang a stand early. And it was just it was so different than anything I'd seen in so long because it was like a we were walking down the road, but we dipped off, and this trail was like the side hill of where it just fell off into this steep bottom. Probably a little bench, a little it, small it's exactly bench. exactly what it was. Yeah. It's exactly what it was, and that they were using it to access one of the food plots. Yeah. Which I mean, will, you key on them little things and little saddles and little subtle things uh-huh. that make the biggest difference in the world. Things, that again, that we – deer movement that we were not privy to at Cottonmouth. Yeah. You didn't have stuff – determining their movement like that Which, not not to that extent it really in my mind we'll see but it should make it easier for bow hunting as far as like stand right here because if anybody's ever hunted bottom land and tried to bow hunt they know how difficult mm-hmm. it is and wide open big hardwood timbers with no transitions because you're like a deer can walk by this tree but he can also walk 90 yards over there yeah you know but we're gonna have pinch points and saddles and 
even, I mean, we're going to have, you know, cut over transitions and pine to hardwood transitions. It's going to be fun, man. I'm excited yeah. about it. I'm ready to see what the rut's going to be like. Yeah. Oh, I mean, obviously, that's what every deer hunter wants, Ain't no doubt. you know. But I think it's going to be a better early season than we're used to, to be honest. Yeah. I hope so. I, th- I, th- I have see, a good a, feeling about it's it. It's a whole new world. A dazzling place we never knew. But uh, uh, it's going to be different, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, try, I mean, then we, then we can't skip over elk. We got elk before we get to deer, but elk doesn't take as much. Deer starts first. Yeah. Then you go elk for a real short sprint. Yeah, real, and then you start the deer marathon. And then you start deer hunting yeah. marathon. I think the hardest, you we hunt a lot. But the hardest work we put in too is from July to first week of September. Oh no doubt. I mean, you know, that's gonna be the, it's gonna be like, golly, it's hot. Why are we even doing this? But yeah. then we'll see the results in December, hopefully. Hanging stands and tractor time and walking around and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it. I think it'd be more than worth it. Yep. So, and it won't be long, like no. you said, till elk season too. I said it's. I mean, as soon as we get back from this trip, it immediately shifts. Yep. Like, what can we start doing? It, um, uh, I'm excited about it. I really am. I think, uh, I think it'll be good for, you know, like the viewers too, because, I mean, they've been looking at Cottonmouth. That's all they've been seeing us hunt, except for that one time we went to Kansas, which will air this summer. Yeah, they ain't seen it yet. Uh-uh. <laughs> and Togo. Yeah, that's what, you know, because we're still so, hunting at Togo, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. So we'll have some flatland mixed in, but yeah, to- Togo's too good to walk away from but uh it, it, it's uh i remember because we went to kansas and someone was asking about like deer hunting and travel and i was like i'm gonna be honest with you that kansas trip we did that's the first time i've made a deer trip yeah. since i've been working at primos it's been all cottonmouth me and you went to illinois one weekend but, but that other, wasn't primos yeah that, that was, was just me and you going trying to kill the deer <laughs> yeah but yeah. until then it's been flat like i hadn't i'm trying to think the last time that i hunted not in the flatland it'd been i mean we hunted at the zoo a good bit last year but it's flat too But it's flat too yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> i really think the last time that i did that may have been when we went to illinois yeah other than that it's been flat ground pancake country i'm trying to think it run from you, the water we went and hunted at our uh, national refuge a couple times but it's delta <laughs> yeah it's all delta this is i mean yeah i mean it's refuge it's not cottonmouth but it's delta yeah whereas like this i mean there ain't no ridges <laughs> ain't no deep bottoms mm-hmm that's when we were uh, turkey hunting in there. We were having to maneuver around, and one time me and Brad got on this turkey that was gobbling his his head off. I mean, to the nth degree, but you couldn't get to him. So we tried to make a move. I mean, it was like steep what we were walking down. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, we'd be deer hunting in this. This is way different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess along with all that, there ain't. I said we'll, we'll add more detail to what we're talking about and where we're talking about as it goes on. Uh, Brad's going to be heavily involved because you know Brad, the whitetail man, he's all geared up about figuring this place out too. Whitetail Willis. Whitetail Willis. And then if you ever, if y'all ever see Brad on the street anywhere, call him that. Call him Whitetail Willis. He's a. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, white. So he's fired up. I just. Uh, the the last thing that I would say, and we usually when we ask listeners on here to help us out, you know, with an idea or or whatever, sometimes obviously 
we can't just talk about this place through the entirety throughout the summer. We drive it into the ground and probably get a little boring. Mm-hmm. So summertime is typically when we either start, we'll find some off the wall topics or we'll find some folks that we want to interview. I mean, that's how I met Gary who's going Turkey on with us. He come on the podcast, him and Charlie did. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we've asked y'all before to write us reviews. If you could, we've asked y'all to leave us ratings, all that kind of stuff. So in that regard, on this during this summer period if there's anybody like hey i'd like to hear them talk about this or i would like to hear them interview this person hit up the primo's page hit up jordan's page hit up my page it doesn't matter either one that you do we'll see it somehow or another yeah i want to one thing i want to hear from the people that listen to this is how interested are you in habitat whitetail stuff? yeah yeah good point but we have got a great guy for that that's way more knowledgeable than i or lake are is that I'm not. You, is I'm that not. How you, is that was that term correct? Knowledgeable. Like, I and Lake. Lake, lake and, and I. I. <laughs> I and Lake. <laughs> Me and I and that, no. Uh, close enough. I'm a grammar as long as people understand what you're saying. You're good. Uh-huh. My grammar's not that good. Well, neither is mine all the time. But I understand what you're saying. Some folks don't. Yeah. There was here's a funny story uh, that we'll we'll leave y'all with. There was, uh, I think it was two years ago, uh, the Shockies came down and hunted at Cottonmouth with us. Yeah. And Eva and Tim had been down there for a few days and were having a good time. And we we had had our couple of instances of what did they say or who did, you know, because just different in accents. But, it's a language barrier. Yeah. Jim got there and we were eating breakfast one morning. And he asked, I can't remember what he asked, but it was some kind of deer-related question. And Jordan responded to him, and I understood what he said fine. But and it was at the table at the time. It was just Jordan, myself, and Jim. Jordan responded to his question. Jim looked at me with like pure, pure bewilderment on his face and looked at me and he said, "I didn't understand a word he just said." <laughs> and I was like, "It's fine, man. I'll translate." <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> I think after thirty years, it ain't gonna change though. It is what it is. Um, so we'll leave y'all with that, guys. Again, if y'all could, if y'all have any interest in in that stuff, let us know. If you have topics or people you want us to interview send it to the page preferably send it to the primo's instagram page we'll get to the facebook page too but i tend to check the instagram page more often um and that'd be all thank y'all for listening to the speak the language podcast